everybody and welcome back to another episode of the fantasy blue balls podcast i am luke walsh i am joined by eric reesberg and we are your hosts for tonight's episode eric how are we doing tonight doing pretty good yeah it is officially november which is is fun but it's still like 70 something degrees outside which is strange it is strange but it's also been nice yeah a little you know because i the warm weather it's just better it is better yeah yeah It's, it's weird Being from here, it's weird to experience weather like this, but Mm -hmm. I'll get over it, I think. Yeah, you'll be fine. Because I like being outside, so Uh that's an option right Right. now. Yeah. I'm just, I know it'll happen at some point. There's just going to be a sharp turn. Yeah. And it'll get It's soon, I think. I think it's it's like next week. That that sounds right. I remember seeing something. The fact that it hasn't snowed already, well, we had one time. It snowed one time. Like last month, October. Yeah. Yeah, In a weird situation. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm doing pretty good. Nothing, nothing too exciting going on. All right. Um, yeah, how about you? I'm I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, welcome back after being gone for a week. Um, yeah, uh, I was down in Austin uh, at my brother's bachelor party. Um, down there Wednesday of last week. Got back Sunday, and uh, boy oh boy, I'm still recovering. Yeah, I'm sure it was. It was a fun time. For sure. Do you remember what the best place you went to in Austin was? Or is it like that good of a time that you don't even remember? Um, The thing is, is we found like two places that we frequented every night. Mm. So they were pretty good. I mean, there, we went to the Coyote Ugly Saloon down there uh, pretty much every night um, because that was just a fun time. Sure. We sat there was a on the Saturday of last weekend. So two nights before Halloween, they had like a costume contest. Oh. And we saw... There was someone who dressed up as like Jigsaw from the Saw movies, oh. like like the little like robot thing that's on a bike. Yeah, like it was some person who was super short that it looked real as hell, like a midget. I don't know because they didn't. They looked taller than that though. I think it was okay. just a super so short, just person. a small person. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So someone old enough though to. But be it was very ball. accurate. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did um, you have a costume? What? Did you have a costume? No. We did not think about that. Mm. We didn't anticipate Needing all of that. costumes? Right, yeah. We weren't the only people like out and about that didn't have costumes. You know what would have been great? What? Since it was a bachelor party? Mm-hmm. Dressed up like it was a bachelorette party. That Giving would, your brother the sash. That would have been wearing fun. little dresses. That'd be pretty funny. That would have been really funny, yeah. And it would have worked well because obviously you were on a bachelor party. Right, yeah. And so it, it correlates pretty easily there. Next yeah. time. Next, next we'll time keep you that in do mind. that, even if it's not Halloween, just like just do it, just do it next time. Yeah, and then we, <laughs> then you go hard with the sashes and the woo girl. Yeah, woo. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you're back. Um, I'm glad everything went well. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, and we're we're here. Yeah, only a couple dudes uh, on a mechanical bull. Oh yeah, while we were down there. Are yeah. you one of those dudes? I was not one of those dudes. No. I I know my limits. <laughs> I know my skill. You don't think you could handle a no, mechanical bull? No. Nope. Did anyone ride it backwards? I've heard that that's the secret. No, no one rode it backwards. You know but... what I mean? Where you're facing the butt? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. That's really the only backwards mm-hmm. that there can be. Right, yeah. Other but... than the bull riding you, which... Right. No. For sure, yeah. But one of the dudes, uh, it was, I think, his first time on a bull. Um, oh. He, like, once it started moving, like leaned forward and just hugged the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, no, no. Nope, can't do it. 
It was great. I did it once um, at a Cub Foods sponsored by Chester the Cheetah. At a Cub Foods? Yeah, it was like, like outside the, like the front, like like under like the awning in the front of a Cub Foods. If it was sponsored by Chester the Cheetah, what? It was sponsored by the che- by Cheetos. And, right. And Chester was there. Um, it was a weird moment. Was the bull colored orange? No, it was a legit. It was just a legit riding bull. Oh, all right. I was pretty young. Yeah. I don't think I did that well, <laughs> but I did do it. How long did you, uh, well, you don't remember, but. I don't know. Probably yeah. not that long. Probably not. Although I was small, so it would take quite a bit to throw they, my little. I mean, they probably put it on Weenie Hut Jr. mode. Probably. You know? Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why it was sponsored by Cheetos. That's interesting. And how it correlates right. to a, a bull at a Cub Foods. At a Cub Foods. When you were a kid, so this is in uh, Elk River. In Elk River, Minnesota, it was a yeah, Cheetos-sponsored right. mechanical that, bull. That's correct. Yes, that is that is a true story. That is something that has happened to me. I'm convinced this was a dream of some kind. <laughs> it could have been. It very well could have been a fever dream. But from what I from what I can recall, it's real. It's All a right. real thing that happened. Cool. I'm going to need proof if that exists. I'm, I'm sure there is no proof. Grew up, <laughs> Thankfully, grew up in a time before proof was readily available That's in true. every scenario. That's true. You got to bring the camera. And we're then not you gotta... that old, but we're just old enough right. to be like outside of that everything is recorded yeah. window. Yep. And at that age, probably. Uh, I don't, I don't, don't yeah, remember. like elementary, middle school, probably. Yeah, right. Around then. That was like the infancy of the cameras, and people were still using like, you know, of like the digital cameras, the phone cameras. Yeah, people were still using like the disposable. Like, yep, totally. <laughs> take the picture, <laughs> get it the film developed, and then lose it immediately and yep. have no pictures. Yep, exactly. Yeah, good times, good times, good shit. But yeah, good to be back, and good to I'm ready to talk about some football. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, happened. the trade deadline happened, and we got to hit on that. But yeah. before we hit on that, Eric, what are we drinking tonight? Um, so I am doing no drink November. Um, no particular reasoning. Just decided to give it a whirl. All right. Um, and I also don't know if it's actually a thing. I just thought no in November. I mean, kind of line up. I mean, that's not the that's not the no in November. I know. That I typically, here there is a no of November that I am. I don't. I'm not going to share if I'm participating in it or not. But I'm doing no drink November. Okay. Cool. Um. So I have a San Pellegrino Arancia, Aranciata Rosa, which is just an orange and blood orange sparkling. Um, it's like a, it's like pop basically. Yeah. Cool. It's very tasty. Nice. It's good. I've used it in cocktails before as well, but mm-hmm. not tonight. Just, gotcha. Just this. Just, just as is. But it's better than water. Well, yeah. I'm not, cr- I'm not a big water guy. I know. Some, yeah. Some people like would just be like, yeah, water is the best. And I'm like, yeah, water's good. Listen, listen, it's you get fine. S- you get some high quality H2O. All right. So good. What time of day is water the best? Afternoon. Afternoon. Yeah. See, I, I, I figured a lot of people would say like two in the morning. Well, I you mean. You know, you wake up and your like throat's like all dry and you get that nice big glug of water. Yeah, I, I can see that so, too. That's see, a pretty good one. That time or afternoon because like afternoon is like the end of the day, the end of the work day. And sure. so you're just like, you're back and you're like, I need something to to like. Flush my system. Cleanse the palate of the work Get day. Get the work out Get of the my work body. out, and so water will help with that for yep, sure. totally. Before you go to something else. <laughs> and what is your something else for the evening, Luke? Uh, my something else for the evening is a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Um, now that we're past October, I decided to pull out the Oktoberfest. <laughs> totally. Makes sense. <laughs> They're in the fridge, and so I was like, well, let's do it. It's October somewhere. Right. It, sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's some different multiverse. <laughs> yeah, it's October somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it they these are five point three percent ABV and sixteen IBUs. That's a good Oktoberfest as far as Oktoberfests go. Right. I, yeah. I nice. do like the Sam Adams one. Mm-hmm. I think it's solid. It's easy. It's smooth. It's yeah. It's it's good tasting for sure. Totally. Well, good. Glad we have ourselves some tasty beverages. Oh, yeah. Very tasty beverages. Yeah. And now let's take those tasty beverages and, and go through some of the news uh, that happened during this past week. I mean, mainly the trades. Uh, there's other news that we'll hit on, but... Yeah, the trades is the big The trades thing. is the big thing for yep, sure. Totally. First up, by weeks. This is by week hell number... From, from a quantity standpoint. From a quantity Not standpoint. a quality standpoint, right. necessarily. I mean, there's some yeah. good players in here, but... Uh-huh. But, I mean, it's not like the, the two like weeks week ago. It's not week seven where it was yeah. all good teams. Right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, the teams on by this week, we have the Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. So there are some big hitters in here for sure. Yeah, you got your McCaffreys, your Debos, pretty yep. much anyone in San Francisco. Yeah, your um, kid old Ayuk. Um, yeah, CD and mm-hmm. the running backs in yep. Dallas. Yep. Uh, Cleveland, you got Nick Chubb uh, yep. and Amari Cooper, who has been... Who's been very good this He's year? He's been solid. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bummed they traded him away, but yeah, it's all right. You it win happens. some, you lose some. Win some, lose some. That's yep. right. Uh, Broncos. You Dulcich. Dulcich is like the only guy I Maybe? trust right now. Yeah, because I mean, Judy's actually kind of been Ju- like sneaky. Good. Right, Judy's been good the past few weeks. Yes, Judy Sutton has been has sneaky not been, good, but Sutton was good the first five weeks and Judy wasn't. Yeah, and now they've flipped, and I don't know when it's going to flip back. If it'll flip back, yeah, no one knows. Right, it's, it's a nightmare. Um, yeah. hopefully the buy they can get some things together. Hopefully, um, but at this point, I mean, we're halfway through the season, so yeah, yep. Who knows? So, well, Giants, yeah. Barkley. And that's gonna be it. Maybe Daniel, well, Daniel Jones, Jones if you if you a, had him in a pinch, right? Streamer, you yeah, know. he's a streamer. Uh, and then the Steelers, uh, Najee is someone you drafted high. I'm not take. I'm not. Pl- I'm not playing him if I have the option. Oh, nope. Uh, Deontay, maybe, maybe. Gosh, Pittsburgh, Pickens. Pickens has the big play potential. Pittsburgh is pretty rough, right? It now. is. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, Pickens. Is, yeah, right. Yeah. Pickens is the boom bust kind of guy. I mean, he's he's had some big weeks for sure. Muth has been okay. Yep, he's, he's been he's, okay. I mean, tight end position is like you know for a tight end. Okay, is still not great, but probably is on a starting roster somewhere. Yeah, he he. I mean, he should be. Man, because, Pittsburgh is in rough shape. Yeah, it's not great there. I mean, we'll see. Uh, maybe after the bye week, Kenny Pickett gets some connection with some of these guys more. I don't know. It seems like he has a pretty good connection with Pickens. He does. Those two yeah. seem to be kind of like hitting it off. Yep. So yeah. far. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But this year may be lost for the Steelers. It may Could. be the first year ever that Tomlin has had a losing season. Which would be crazy. Which is fucking bonkers. Yeah. Like he's been coaching there for like 16 years, mm-hmm. I think. A long ass time. <sighs> yeah. It's crazy. Like all of Ben's career, right? Yeah. Pretty much when I started riding the Cheetos Bull. Yeah. Is when Tomlin took over. Yeah, there we so, go. Yeah. So there we can trace. So it there's back. your timeline. <laughs> um, but no, Pittsburgh is in rough shape, and we'll talk a little more about Pittsburgh. We will in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, next up. Well, before I move on from the buys, I just want to say this is not the last quantity week. No, that it's like in you need to worry eleven about. too, right? It's like fourteen. Oh, yeah, there's another yeah. one that has six teams. Right. So another one that has six teams. However, that one there's much less actual like talent it's bad teams yeah Hmm. yeah i looked ahead at it and i was like oh wow there's another six team week and then i looked at the teams and i was like that's fine yeah i don't know why they can't balance it out is it maybe i mean 
there's probably some issues with holidays in there, trying to make sure there's enough games to be scheduled around probably. holiday time, things like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Six teams in one week is a lot. Right. Considering some have two, some have, you know. I think there's some bye weeks that only have two teams. Oh, uh, just last week there was only two. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. You yeah. just moved two of these to last last week. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. NFL going to NFL. They're going to do what they can. Yep. Yep. Uh, but anyway, actually moving ahead now into the trades that happened. The trade deadline has officially passed in the NFL. And so there was a lot of movement. There was a lot. Last day. A lot of shit happened. I think um, it was 12 trades. That sounds right. Which I think is a record for a trade deadline. Yes. Day, which. Yeah, I remember reading that. Fun to see. We're not talking about all of those trades because uh, half of them were for defensive players. Right. We're just talking about the offensive fantasy relevant ones. Yep, exactly. First up on our list, we have Naheem Hines going from Indianapolis to Buffalo uh, in exchange for Zach Moss and a conditional fifth-round pick. Um, I I don't know, man. They I don't know what they think because, I mean, they drafted James Cook. Right. They James, James Cook, Cook is Naheem Hines. Yeah, but like a little younger. Yeah, just use him instead of instead of sitting him. Yeah, right. I, I don't I don't know what I think about this. It's weird. Um, he will get used. Um, although Singletary's been solid. Yeah, this year, like he he's kind of been like sneaky good as well right. for a but running back. The thing about Singletary is like when he's been sneaky good, it's when he's getting receptions. It's when he's getting the passing work. That is literally Naheem Hines and you don't trade for him if you're not going to throw him the ball yeah that's totally true um yeah I think I think it's a weird trade I don't I don't love it we'll see how it plays out I mean the Bills are obviously trying to win it all and if they think this is something that's going to benefit them then I guess there it is but I'm a little bummed as a James Cook owner Mm -hmm. yeah I mean as you as you should be because I think Hines is still under contract for like the next like two and a half years year and a half yeah i'm not sure what it is but but yeah long enough that that eats into james cook like rookie value for sure yeah yeah so pretty brutal uh next up jeff wilson going from san francisco to miami in exchange for a fifth round pick no conditions on it just straight up fifth round pick from miami uh, Seems kind of cheap for Jeff Wilson. It kind of does, but I mean, they have McCaffrey in San Francisco now. And I mean, they definitely don't need him anymore. No, they don't. And so they were like, "Let's get whatever value we can out of him." And so now he re- he returns to, um, what is Miami's head coach's name? Mike McDaniel's. Yeah, Mike McDaniel's. I mean, he knows Jeff Wilson, and Jeff Wilson knows him. They they work well together. Uh, and so McDaniel's is just filling that Miami backfield with. 49ers. Literally. Yeah. Like players that he knows. He's and got Mostert likes, I mean, and he's got Jeff Wilson. Mostert and Wilson are very similar style. Yep. Uh, Mostert's faster, so he's better on the edge. Wilson's a little better between the tackles, but they are both pass, they can both catch passes right. out of the backfield, which is exactly what uh, McDaniels likes to do. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the Miami backfield, they did trade a piece away, Chase Edmonds, um, a 2023 first and a 2024 fourth, um, all went to Denver for Miami to pick up Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth-round pick. Um, yeah, Miami's in it to win it, just like yep. everyone else, and Bradley Chubb is the piece um, to do that with. Yeah, and they immediately signed him to an extension. Yeah. Yeah. I think He's he, great. I think he signed an extension that is worth like $120 million, like earlier today or yesterday sometime. Yeah, I mean, he's great. Miami is locking it down um, to get where they need to go. Yep. Um, this as far as Chase Edmonds is concerned, like, welcome to the dumpster fire. Yeah, Like, right. there's really nothing going on no. in Denver. Uh, I'm amazed that Javante going down made Melvin Gordon worse. 
right? But it did. Like, what? I guess he's just like, he cannot handle being the lead guy anymore. Yeah, I don't know. He was fine as the change of pace dude, but like, as the lead guy, it's just not working. It's it's not happening. And Latavius Murray was doing some stuff, but not enough to impress them, I guess. So Chase Edmonds was super disappointing for Miami. I mean, Javante at least can catch. And that's that's what Chase provides that none of those other guys provide. Yep. Boone provided that until he went down. So, right. I mostly see this as a sub for Boone. Yeah, that's fair. Make sure I, you have a pass catching back at least. Yeah, but yeah, I would say. I mean, if Edmonds is available and it's a deep enough league, like take a flyer because why not? Yeah, you I, you might as well if you have if you have some space on your bench or whatever. Right, stash him for upside, but eh, I'm not crazy about it. Yep. Next up here, we have Calvin Ridley going to Jacksonville for a conditional fifth, a 2024 conditional, a second, and. What is this pair of aces? Oh, that's just me being cheeky. Oh, because he's gambling. <laughs> yes. As is Jacksonville. Right. By taking him. Because yeah. we don't even know. It's still an indefinite suspension. Yes, correct. But Kevin Ridley's a good player. He's a great player. Yeah. Maybe worth a shot and making yep. and tying this to a bunch of conditionals. I mean, kind it's, of makes so, sense, right? Yeah. It's a conditional fifth for this upcoming season and then a 2024 conditional second round pick. Um, and I don't remember sure. the conditions, but I think... I think a lot of it is if he has to play. It's tied to playing time and yeah. I think like contract actually. Yeah. As well. It's it's very convoluted, but I think for Jacksonville it kind of makes some sense. Just continue to add some weapons to that offense. I mean right. Christian Kirk is good. Zay Jones is fine. Mm-hmm. But they don't have a deep threat. Both of those guys are slot slot guys. Yeah. And so they need someone who can actually be a deep threat and Calvin Ridley can do that. Um, right. So we'll see if it pays off. It's it's a gamble for sure. I was going to try to look up the conditions. Oh, it's and so see, complicated. I, I read I, it once and I was like, this is so confusing. Like the conditions are a full paragraph. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not dealing with that right now. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I think it's a decent trade. Yeah. Atlanta needs picks anyways. Right. That helps them there. And they have London. They don't really need Ridley as much anymore. Nope. Right. Also, they don't throw the ball. So fuck them. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> they do not. Uh, unless unless they're in a shootout with Carolina of all yeah, fucking teams. What team. the hell, man? <laughs> and you know who didn't get any targets in that game? Drake London. He got like three targets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wild. What the fuck. Wild. I don't I hate know. it. Pitts finally got a touchdown. Good for so him. Good for him. Good for him. Right. Um. But yeah. Oh my god, dude. I didn't expect PJ Walker to be the fucking QB to unlock DJ Moore. Here he is. But there we go. I don't know. It's weird. Fine. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'll take it. But do you trust DJ Moore? I mean, I ha- I'm starting him this week because I have to. But <laughs> but like, if you didn't have to, uh, is he? Is he's he's a flex probably. A flex. You yeah. just don't know, right? The floor right. can be so low because the offense can be really bad. It can be right. I feel way better about it right now than I would have two weeks ago if I was in the same position. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right. Two strong weeks, yep. two strong target shares. Yeah. P.J. Walker knows who the talented players are. Well, it helps that they got rid of McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's really, one talented they player. They don't have any offense. other options. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up on the list of trades, we have Chase Claypool going to the Chicago Bears in exchange for a second round pick. Um, this was the Bears' second round pick. 
that they owned personally. It was not the one that they received from Baltimore in the Robert Quinn trade that also happened um, during this past week. I don't know. It might end up being good. I think the Bears are kind of sneaky good, and the Ravens are like sneaky bad. Like I, I feel the same way about the Ravens this year as I did. I think maybe last year or two years ago, they mm-hmm. were like getting a lot of wins and just like they aren't that good. Right. I yeah. kind of feel that way about Baltimore again. I yep. think their picks will actually be pretty close to each other. We'll see. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, but yeah, Claypool coming to Chicago. I mean, this is not this is not a this year play. No, there 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 are people who saw this trade and they were like they were like the Bears are competing. And they're like, why? Yeah. And no, no, you get Claypool <laughs> because he has like a year and a half of control still, uh, and is a downfield threat. And that is Justin Fields' game. He just has not had the weapon to be able to take advantage of that. I mean, Mooney is that type of player as well. But the problem is, if you're only one receiver is a downfield threat, you just double him. Right. Throw a safety on him. Throw a corner on him. You're done. Yep. It's but they, over. And also, like Mooney was the only guy that had talent really and yeah. so they were putting him in the slot more often right. where he was not getting downfield so that wasn't being taken advantage yeah of. this is just going to open things up for both claypool and mooney so yep. i i like it i think it's a good play and it'll make the run game work better i think the offense is going to look decent actually, it might yeah moving forward oh we traded away all of our defensive talent uh because we don't give a shit anymore which is funny because you have yep. a defensive minded coach uh right yeah maybe he thinks he can coach his way out of it probably on the defensive side of the hey, ball he could yeah yeah yep also, but the money. The money, money on those guys was crazy. The money on those guys was nuts. I mean, that's why we got rid of Roquan is because he was asking for way more money than we had. Yep. So Totally. And the final... I'll let you take this final one. Yeah, the final one here. TJ Hawkinson going from Detroit to Minnesota. Detroit gets a second and a 2024 third round pick. And Minnesota gets TJ Hawkinson, a fourth round, and a 2024 conditional fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. So, um, personally, I love this trade. This is going to be good for Hawk, for Jefferson, for Cook. This is going to be good for everybody. Yeah, this is going to help out a whole lot in Minnesota, uh, and Detroit gets a good return with a second-round pick. And he's probably a better blocker than Irv, too. Yeah. Like, he's just all-around better. Yeah. Irv Smith is constantly hurt. There's no way that they're just going to, like, there's no way we keep Irv around at this point. Probably not. They're talking like they want to, but I mean that's just coach speak. Yeah, I, I'm not. I I don't think Irv is anything at this point, but I am really hyped about this Hawkinson thing. I am very excited to see him in purple. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna look good. I think it's a really really smart move by the Vikings, who are second in the NFC right now. Uh, yeah. So right, make a run. Why right. not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, you're the only competent team in the NFC North at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. NFC North is a cakewalk. Yeah. This should be a cakewalk well, for the rest of right. the season for yeah. the Vikings. Yep. So that's a bunch of that's a bunch of wins under our belt and then a couple other games um that you have to go do. But I I'm all in. This right. is a this is a good team. Yeah, it's looking it's looking good, it's trending in the right direction, and this is a really good move that'll help out that offense yep. I love a it. whole lot. I think it's great. Uh, and that's what we have for the trades. Uh, and so we're going to move on into the injury segment of the show. Uh, no quarterback injuries that we had on the list. That's none great. that I saw. Finally. Uh, it, some might have happened, but I, none impactful enough. Yeah. Yeah. So first up on our list, we have running backs. And up first is Jonathan Taylor, as he has been all season, kind of. Still just banged up. Yeah. I mean, he played and he re-aggravated that ankle injury and he has not practiced yet this week. So keep an eye on that. If he practices on Friday, then there's a good chance he plays, I think. But, I mean, if he's out again on Friday, then 
make sure you have Deion Jackson. Yep, Deion Jackson is definitely the guy. Last time that Jonathan Taylor was out, he got like a 24 points or something like that. So yeah. a really solid outing from him. Indianapolis is not going to go away from the run just because Jonathan Taylor is no. not there. So No, and Zach Moss is not is not in this offense enough to be any kind of factor. No, Zach right. Moss is nothing. No. He's nothing. He was nothing before. He's still nothing. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm. it's fine. Um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor people who drafted him first, that sucks. Me. Suck, that sucks real bad. Me in another league. Dude, I... I mean, this this happens though, right? It does. There's nothing you can do. He right. was the clear number one going in from the off season. I mean, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all there is. It was a coin flip between him and and McCaffrey, and uh, McCaffrey I, has more his injury history than Taylor does. So you just right. say, yeah, that makes sense yep. to me. Exactly. You take your shots, and sometimes you miss. Exactly. Yeah, happens. Next up on the list is in that same league where I have Jonathan Taylor. I also have this guy, so it's been painful. How how'd you get both these guys? Did you trade uh, for one? It's of like them? an eight team league. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> yep. Um, DeAndre Swift is who we're talking about, and he is dealing with the same ankle and shoulder injuries that he's been dealing with since week two, I think. Week yeah. one. Uh, he was limited in practice at least on Thursday after not practicing on Wednesday. Um, so keep an eye on him. He. 55% snap share last week, so... The thing is, look yeah. at his rushing total. Look at how many attempts he had. Yeah, five rushing attempts. Dan not, Campbell said they gave good. him one attempt too many. Yeah, that's and not... And they only gave him five attempts. It's not good. Jamal Williams ended up with 10 attempts yeah. um, on only 37% of the snaps, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. But, yeah, Jamal Williams is the guy right now. DeAndre Swift is not there. Yeah, they're going to nurse Swift. They're going to... They're gonna He's the future. He is. Him yeah. and Amon are the future, so why They're going to be easy back? with him, for sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, Gus Edwards, next up on our list, he suffered a, is dealing with a hamstring strain. Um, he has not practiced yet this week. They play on Monday, I Monday. believe. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, with him not practicing today, I think this is the first official day of practice for them, so it could just be the rest day, you know, the typical Wednesday. But, it's a hammy, though. Right. It's a hammy, and he's a running back, so, uh, Keep an eye on it. Yeah. Kenyon Drake's the guy to add, but yep. maybe Justin Hill if you're feeling lucky. Ju- Justin? Justice Hill. <laughs> Justice Hill if you're feeling lucky. Yeah. And you don't trust Kenyon Drake, which I don't. I, I have mean, trust I have trust issues with Kenyon Drake. That's fair, so. but you can't deny that when he has been given the, the work this season in Baltimore, he's been good. He's been good. He's been good. Yeah. I'm not denying that. Right. I just don't like him. That's fair. Very fair. Mark Ingram, next up on our list, uh, suffered an MCL sprain. He is out three to four weeks. Um, his usage was nothing. No, it was nothing, and, and this just takes whatever his nothing usage was and puts it back on Alvin Kamara's plate. That's it. Yep. Uh, and final running back we have here, late addition to the injury report. Austin Eckler uh, was dealing with an abdominal injury during practice today. He practiced yesterday in full. Today was limited in practice, so keep an eye on that. They said they're being cautious, and that's it, but... You're not feeling great about it. No. Definitely and hate to see that if you own Eckler, that he got pulled mid, mid-week mid practice. Yeah, yep. It's not good. Never a good sign. Never a good sign. And the charge I mean, the Chargers can't afford Eckler to be down. No, at this point, he, he probably will play, because it seems like Keenan, and we're going to get into wide receivers, although he's not on our list. Keenan is probably not going to go. Doubt it. He's re-aggravated his hamstring, and he has said, if I'm not 100%, I'm not going, because he doesn't want to keep this charade going, Right, which is totally fair. And Mike Williams is on IR with a high ankle sprain. He's not on IR, though, is the thing. He's not? Not that I saw. They didn't put him on IR. 
Huh. Interesting. I they should have because he's he, out. Right. Either way, he's out for sure. Um. um so yeah, they I, they need Eckler like real bad. They do. For the wide receivers here, as we get into them, we have Cooper Scooper Cup. He has an ankle sprain, but he is likely to play. Um, he's been limited in practice so far. That offense will not work without him. No. He'll be out there. He'll be fine. Um, and he's also super, he's tough. Oh, yeah. He'll play. He'll play for sure. Yep. Uh, Rashad Bateman, he has a foot sprain. I believe it's the Liz Frank. It is. Um, he is done for the season. Yep. Getting surgery on it. He is officially done for the season. Uh, Harbaugh told us earlier today. Pretty so, sad. It's very he's sad. He's a very talented player, and yeah. he's yet to really do anything. Yeah, I know. It sucks. In either season. Yep. Um, so hopefully he can get better, turn that around, pull a Travis Etienne after the Liz Frank. Yep. Right. Luckily, luckily, he's still young, still, you know, rookie stuff. So he yeah. could he could bounce back and, and not have to worry about, like, contract shit. Yep, for sure. totally. But Next up here, we have Michael Thomas. He has dislocated his toe, Mr. Perpetual Injured at like, this point. What the like, hell? Literally, like, Mr. He's, Glass. he's undraftable for me at this point. I don't want to touch it. I, don't, I, I just don't trust it. Yeah. He's going to get hurt again. Um, he's done for the season, I believe. He is. Um, so, yeah. Goodbye, Michael Thomas. Hello, Chris Olave. You I, are the future. Yeah, you are the future. I'm so glad that I traded for Chris Olave in another league right before this news broke. Like, the trade got accepted, and then 30 minutes later, this broke. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. I only have a Lave in one league, and it's a guillotine league, but he's just been, like, so solid. Yep. I'm, he's been, like, just so happy. He's been great. That I've had him yeah. this whole time. Um, yeah. Michael Thomas. Not a good not a good piece to have on any sort of team. No. Uh, Devontae Parker. MCL sprain. He is likely out. Um Okay. Hasn't practiced. Uh, yeah. As far as implications, I don't think this really changes much. This Stevenson may be a little bit more work, but I I don't see them like spreading the ball out. More. No. I mean, Jacoby Myers is the only wide receiver that you would start in the Patriots offense. Totally. Um, he's been great. He has. Uh, really, and really Stevenson good. is the only other offensive piece that I would trust besides him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, th- all this does is Tyquan Thornton gets more work, but I doubt there's a chance he pops off there's a small chance he pops off yeah but, but even Devonte parker wasn't like that. fantasy relevant right. i'm not taking that chance no maybe if you have depth for an upside yeah right nah i'm not crazy about it and then christian watson he has a concussion he's going through the protocol um luke do you have any insight as to whether he is going to be playing or not i don't at the probably moment. not i doubt it yeah it just seems like kind of late i didn't even hear about the concussion until now so and also he I don't know. They're just not going to rush him He back. practiced. Uh, he was limited today in practice. Oh, so it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. He, he might go. Yep. Right. Which would be good because... Uh, Lazard is still iffy. Well, he he was limited in practice today too, but also iffy. I mean, both of them are iffy, but uh, Watson at least getting in a limited practice on the concussion protocol, that feels better. Either way, Watson isn't really startable right now. No. Anyways? Nope. Lazard is. Lazard is. Dobbs is. Uh, yeah, Dobbs is startable. Yeah, Dobbs is. Yeah. Lazard is. Watson is not. Nope. Maybe in the future, though. And then tight ends. We have two of them. We've got Mark Andrews, knee and shoulder. He has not practiced yet, so go get Isaiah Likely if he's somehow magically still available. Isaiah Likely is awesome. He's great, and I swear <laughs> to God, if if Andrews does not go, Likely will be a top five tight end this I week. believe that. Yeah, I totally believe that because they have even. no they have no receiving weapons. Well, with Bateman out, I mean it's Duvernay and then 
what I know Duvernay's I know Duvernay's been like actually okay this year. He's been okay in standard. I just don't trust it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, likely is gonna pop off if Andrews does not go. Yep. Oh, so yeah, he's been okay in standard. Duvernay is number nineteen wide receiver in standard, number thirty one in PPR. Yeah. This is, is just this getting... is the touchdown bullshit we're talking yeah. about. Yep. Wild. Yeah. Not not into Duvernay, but no. yeah. Isaiah likely, go get him. Um, and then the other tight end, we already mentioned it. Irv Smith, he has a high ankle sprain. Um, they have put him on IR. They did um, officially do it? Yep. Okay, So cool. he is done um, for the season as well. Sweet. That sucks. So That's, good, I mean, that sucks so for him. Goodbye, Irv. He right. has lived on my IR for the last three seasons. Yikes. Yeah, I can't imagine they keep him. I can't imagine they start, no they keep dealing with that. Yeah, that's not worth it. That's brutal. And when he's around, he's not that good, anyways. So, uh, right, yeah. So, so there's that. Yeah, that's what we have the injuries, and so let's get into the recap of what happened in our league from this past week. First up, the matchup between the cups, return of the cup. Sean Finn scoring seventy five point eight two, and Brett Wills scoring one forty three point one seven on that Cupper Cup squad. Sean, 75.82 is the low score on the week. And this spread is the, it's the biggest margin. Spread of the week. week. It's the spread of the week. Yeah. What is that? Just under 70? Yeah. Yeah. So. Good, but not the best. The best is still two weeks ago, 90 something points. 90 some odd points. Yeah. There's no way we're beating that. That's going to take a lot for sure. Uh, Next up, hashtag trade Montgomery putting up 144.05. Not enough to beat Chubb Thumping's 167.06. Congratulations, Josh. Uh, Reese's Pieces, Michael Ehrman putting up 159.82, which was enough to beat Jackson's Devontae's Inferno, 124.42. We should mention that Josh had the high score of the week. He did have the high score uh, of the week, yep. With the 167.06. Yes. A very impressive score. Yeah, great yeah. score. Yes. Uh, next up, Daft Punk Tribute Band put up 134.2, which was enough to beat Team Rennie's 108.04. And finally, our featured matchup from this past week, Prestige Worldwide putting up 150.67. Eric, too many cooks, putting up 128.69. Congratulations to Blake. Um, Eric, I am sorry that you put up a great score on the week and that score was still somehow like the fifth highest. No, it's like the tenth. It's so low. Somehow. Right. Yeah. You scored less than me. Right. Yeah. And I was like six. So you're like seventh or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know what the heck is you going on. You put up one twenty you put one twenty nine and that's seventh most yeah. on the week. I, I did the quarterback thing wrong. I went with Daniel Jones instead of Fields. Um mm-hmm. I've been doing the quarterback thing wrong all year. That'll uh, happen. So, so that's a big thing for me. Um I missed out on like eighteen points there. Um so that's definitely something. Uh ETN Cook, both really solid, mm-hmm. giving me plus twenty. Um my wide receivers are where I'm dying. Yes, I, Rob, I don't Rob, have any viable wide receivers. You really. have one. You have one. His have name one. is AJ Brown, and he put up so much leg work for your team this week. Yeah, six receptions for 156 yards and three touchdowns, good enough for 37.6 points in our league. That is fantastic. Yes. It's just unfortunate that Drake London and Bobby Trees decided to they do suck. nothing. They suck. decided to do nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about Kate Otten a little bit when we were doing the featured matchup and mm-hmm. that was my worst tight end play of the week so yep. disappointing there um and Mostert was middling he's been really good this year but not a great game for him nope um against detroit too of all teams yeah kind of a weird very weird weird situation there um but yeah on the other side of the ball blake's team just really solid everywhere and then you look at tyree kill putting up 26 and a half mm-hmm. 
Um, and Fair. Tony Pollard putting up 34 points. Like, yeah. it's just hard to compete with. You know? Oh, very hard to compete with. Yeah. And no, like, real doozies anywhere. Uh, outside of Daniel Carlson, but, I mean, that's your kicker position. And Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, 5.6. But Yeah, you know, you don't love that out of Taylor, um, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, besides that, his low, his low score from all of those positions was Tyler Boyd with 11.3. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, sorry. That one just didn't hit projection. <laughs> Dalton Schultz had 10.4, which... Sure. Beat his projection. So as a tight end, you'll take that. Right. I saw the green on beating projection. I was like, oh, that's more than eleven point. Yeah. (laughs) It was not. Yeah. Close. Um. So that is what happened in the matchup. I mean, yeah, Eric. Not. Not a lot you could have done. Some Uh, stuff. Some stuff. But I'm not sure. I think there is. I had the um, highest max points this last week. You did? Yeah. I didn't see that. At 186. God damn, Eric. Well, yeah, you had Justin Fields. You had Khalil Herbert on the bench. You had a good week. My Um, efficiency is coming back to bite me in the butt. Right. I have been the least efficient player by a significant margin this year with my roster. So You wouldn't have started Darius Slayton, though, over any of these guys. No, you're right. I would not have started (laughs) Darius Slayton. But missing out on Tyler Conklin and Justin Fields. Um, are really the big ones. Yeah. Yep. So there's some stuff, but, you know. Oh, well. That's how, that's how the cookie crumbles. That's life. Yep, exactly. And so that moves the records uh, on the podcast. Eric, you're at 3-4. and four. I'm sitting still at 6-0. and oh. Blake, improving to 2-0. and oh. So congratulations to you, Blake. Josh, 1-0. and oh. Brett, 0-1. Oh I would like to say in my heart I'm four and three, but per go. the bylaws, I'm, for the bylaws, I'm three and four. The bylaws have have stopped you from improving your record. Yeah, they yeah. have. Um, and we talked about how the scoring was up this week. How I had probably my best week of the year, and I still ended up with the like seventh highest score. Um, so I did a little quick number crunching, and this week scoring was up fourteen percent from the average of one hundred and sixteen points a week. Wild. So the average score this week was 133 points, um, which is really high. Yeah, that's that's the highest we've seen all year. Mm -hmm. Week four rivals it at 132. Right. Um, But yeah, I also think it looks higher because the last two weeks were both down about the last two weeks were incredibly down. Last two weeks were both down about nine percent, sitting around 105 points a game. Yep. Right. But yeah, 133. Mm -hmm. So, So if it looked high, it was high. Yes, it was. And based on the trend that I'm seeing on this chart uh, that, that you've put in here, you we can expect another high week in week 12. So yep, prepare for that, everyone. Be ready. Week yeah. 12, high week. Calling it. Week 11 will be a super low week, as that is the trend. Because week yep. 3... It bottoms out, and then it skyrockets. Week 3, yeah. Week 3 was a bottom, week 7 was a bottom, and then week 4 was a, was a high, and then week 8 was a high. So there you go. Be prepared week 11 this to just kind of roll the punches, and then week 12... We're on, play, to you. Play We're on to you, NFL. We <laughs> know what's going on now. This movie script is so easy. So place bets on overs in week 12. Yes. Definitely do that. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some record move up, down streaks to talk about here. Yeah. Um, Luke, six wins in a row. Hey. You are six and two. I'll take it. Starting from your very disappointed. Oh, I remember what? after week two, you were oh, week very two. upset. Week two, I was like, how is this team not performing? And all of a sudden, six and two. And then they, they flipped the switch. I don't know what it is. So congratulations I'll on take that. It. The Cupper Cup team has four wins in a row. The Chub Thumping team, two wins in a row. On the losing streak side, Return of the Cup has two. Mm-hmm. Trey Montgomery has four. 
and I am still winless and I have eight straight losses. You're going for that Alex McMullen crown. That's the thing. Like, I'm not tanking either <laughs> because we have the lottery system specifically so tanking is not rewarded. Right. Yeah. And um, it's happening. And here we are. I'm not trying, but it's happening. It's happening. I'm doing what I can. If If you go all the way... You need to change your team name to fecal chloroform. You know that. Right? I know. You're I know. Required. I know the rules. Yep. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna get one. I don't know when, but I do think. I'm well, the thing get, is, is, I that, think I'll get one. Right. The thing is, is like in McMullen season when he didn't go, he wasn't fucking. He wasn't setting his lineup. He wasn't doing shit. You know. Yeah. You're actually like you're setting the lineup. You're making I'm moves. Trying. You're trying. <laughs> yeah. It's just been. It's just not working. It's just been unlucky. Yeah. Is what it is. Yep. I agree. Uh. Yeah, I mean, you have, you have. I mean, I do have points problems. You have a points problem for sure, uh, and the the point differential on you is not great. You want to talk about crazy point differentials real quick? Now that I'm on the subject, yeah. Michael Ehrman, yeah, has a record of six and two, and he has a negative point differential by like three points. It's still negative. It's true. The other six and two teams have a positive it's point true. differential of at least ninety. <laughs> So it's crazy. Yep. He's gotten points when he needed them. Yep, he has. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out because I saw it and I was shocked. Yeah. It happens. Yep. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Sure is. Next up, we have waiver action from this past week. Uh, a few moves to talk about. First up, Joshua Palmer, the big move on the week. Blake picking him up for $32. There were three bids in total on Josh Palmer. Shocked he was dropped, to be honest. I, yeah, I kind of was too. Um, and then... <laughs> I forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was preoccupied with other stuff and forgot to put in a bit. Um, he's probably going to be wide receiver one in L.A. this week. So oh, yeah. He's startable. Yep. Definitely startable. Yeah. Uh, next highest bid was uh, $15. I believe that was you. Yes, it yeah. was. Yep. So good get there. Next up, Brock Wright, who's at a tight end in, in Detroit. Uh, Josh picked him up for $6. Uh, now that TJ Hawkinson is not there, Brock Wright must be the next guy up. There's so, another guy, too, um, that they're looking at. Okay. Um, I don't remember his name. But cool. Sweet. Yeah. We'll see. Yep. We'll see how it plays out. But like it's not it's not a bad idea to get No, might as well. Yeah, right. Um and finally, the Chiefs defense, Eric, you picked them up for two dollars. Defensive stream. Need a defense. Yeah. They're playing they're playing the Titans, and the Titans have not been good against defenses. Correct. Yeah. So needed a defense. Right. Uh and next up here we have a trade to talk about. We do have a um, trade to talk about. Michael Ehrman and Brett snuck a trade in last week. Uh-huh. Um October 29th, so just after we recorded. Um I believe that was last Saturday. Yep. Um Ehrman getting Marcus Mariota, needing a quarterback for the season. Um and Brett in return gets a 2023rd second and a 2024 fourth. Here's the thing. Ehrman didn't need a quarterback for the season. He needed a quarterback for the week. Yeah. Because Mahomes was on by. And sure. all of his other quarterbacks were like either also on by or hurt. So uh, Ehrman needed a quarterback for one week and he paid for it. He mortgaged this future a little bit. Yeah. I mean, fourth rounders, probably not. Second round, though. There's no, yeah, the second round it seems a bit steep, but the fourth yeah. rounder is kind of a nothing. Uh-huh. Frankly, it, we haven't had we've had a couple players come out of the fourth. We have, but not many. Overall, yeah, it's it's more of a miss than a hit for sure. Um, but the second round, there's talent in the second. Brett round. Brett wins this trade for sure. Yes, Mariota's a second for... a second round pick for Mariota is essentially what we're looking at here because that fourth rounder is next season. But we did just call out Brees' pieces as being six and two. It's true. 
You got it. Well, you aren't six and two if you don't have a quarterback that way. Right. And here's the thing, you know? He made the trade. I was like, that's a lot to pay for Mariota. Mariota goes ahead and puts up a 22 and a half point That's week. what I'm saying. What the fuck? <laughs> this is like a big brain move that we're too dumb I to know. understand. What the fuck? But <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> on paper, like Urban, I got to give this one to Brett. Right. On paper, you give it to Brett, but you give Ermin the win because he got immediate, immediate yeah. results. Immediate value. And he goes right back to Mahomes. Right. Yeah. Nothing changes now. Yeah. He just doesn't have a second round pick next year. Oh, well. Yep. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Unless he trades Mariota for one. <laughs> trades trades him back. Give him right back pick. for the second and the fourth. Collusion. <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, there was a trade. Yeah. It's That's a trade. It. That's it. It was a trade. It paid <laughs> off immediately for Ehrman. Good job. Uh, and Brett, we are excited to see what that second rounder turns into. Yeah, I am. I am anxious. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Yep, it sure will. Uh, so make it work. Uh, next up, we have the power rankings. Yeah, so not a whole lot of shuffling around. Um, in the power rankings, one fairly significant fall, which I, I think is interesting, considering that this team um won this week, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, no, no, they lost. Lost to. Correct. We will get there. They lost this week. But number 10, too many cooks. No one's shocked. Number nine, Team Rennie. Number eight, Return of the Cup. Number seven, Chub Thumping. And here's where the movement comes in. Oh. Devante's Inferno dropping down to number six overall, even though he's sitting at six and two. Yeah. But that's the thing. The top of this, the top five teams are all within a game of each other in our league. So sixth is not like a crazy like idea, right? Are they? Yeah, we've got six and two, six and two, six and two, six and two, five and three. All those teams are within a game. Oh, you're talking records for for records. Gotcha. Right. Okay. And I'm looking ahead at the power rankings. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So Devontae's Inferno moves down to number six. Hashtag Trey Montgomery sliding up to five. Brees's pieces sliding up to four after that win over Devontae's Inferno. Mm-hmm. The Daft Punk tribute band still sitting at three. Cup or Cup at two and Prestige Worldwide at one. All right, the top three um, just holding holding firm. Yeah, it is very strong. Yeah. Um Blake is right up there in points scored, but mostly what's driving him is his dynasty. Yes. Those players are all very solid. His dynasty ranking has been great for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And it's carrying him. Mm-hmm. But that's the power rankings. So not a lot of movement, but a significant jump for one team. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. I was and speaking at... of that team, Devontae's Inferno, they are in our future matchup this week. Yep, going up against Copper Cup. The spread, as we were looking at it before the Thursday night game kicked off, uh, was around ten points in favor of Jackson. It's currently three. So it's all right. It's getting closer and closer. So it is getting closer. Getting um, closer. Damian Pierce and the Philadelphia defense have Thursday been going night football so at far. its finest. You bet. What the hell? Um, so let's break this down. Um, quarterbacks here, we have Kyler Murray going against Joe Burrow. Yep. What are your thoughts? Well, Kyler Murray is, uh, the Cardinals are growing up against the Seahawks at home, and the Bengals are growing up against the Panthers. I mean, both of these matchups should be perfect uh, for both of these quarterbacks. I want to give it the edge to Joe Burrow because the Cardinals-Seahawks, that's a divisional matchup, and those games are always weird. I, it could go, I mean, it could be explosive or it could be like a random defensive struggle. And so I feel a little bit more confident in Burrow and the Bengals going up against the Carolina Panthers um, this week. 
Yeah, I think we saw a little bit of what not having Jamar Chase does last week, mm. and I don't think it's like the end of the world. Right. Um, but I, I like Kyler's floor a little more. That's fair. He's he, a he, sneaky quarterback six this year. A lot of people have been sleeping on him. That's true. Um, and that Seahawks defense isn't great. They're they're getting better. They're right. improving. Yep. Um, but they're still not great. Um, and D Hop is back. Yeah. So for those reasons, I'm gonna take Kyler here. Okay. Um, but I I don't think it's like a huge spread. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, next up, running back position. Right now we have DeAndre Swift as the Lions take on the Packers. And very maybe. Yeah. Very maybe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and Damian Harris as the Patriots take on the Indianapolis Colts. Um. Harris, not on our injury list, uh, but he did not practice earlier today. So, so maybe a 0-0 zero, zero on this line It here. could be. Yeah. Um, but taking it at face value for what it is, if I had to choose between these two, it's Swift. It's Swift. It's it's Swift for me, for sure. I mean, he's the better back. He's, he's the... He's the lead back when he's healthy. Totally. Uh, in that in that offense. And Dar- Damian Harris is not. He is not. He's been supplanted by Stevenson. Yep. Yep. And that's that's what it is. Yeah. Next up here we have Damian Pierce going against Devin Singletary. Um, we'll try and ignore what Damian Pierce has done so far. Mm-hmm. Um I would choose Damian Pierce in this situation. He is the lead back far and away. Yep. Um, and the usage shows. I mean, he just gets touch after touch after touch. Even last week, which was by definitely a down week for Houston standards. Mm-hmm. He got 15 carries. Right. And five targets. Like they, those are good numbers. They feed him the ball. And he had, with that volume, he has a lot of opportunity to find the end zone because, I mean, in the red zone, no one else is going to do anything down there yeah. for, for, for Houston. So, so he's got a lot of uh, potential. And I would take Damian Pierce as well looking at this matchup in a vacuum. Totally. Yeah. Um, although Singletary has, as we sort of mentioned, been kind of sneaky good i mean he's running by 34 in standard and 28 in ppr so mm-hmm. it's not like he's been great oh right but when he's had opportunity and they've been up he's been good right what you can say about singletary this week is, is to why he'll probably get a bump in production is they just traded zach moss and naheem hines will not be acclimated enough to this offense to have a significant share of that backfield yes he'll have a share for sure i just don't know how like what amount of it will be eaten into Singletary's? I'd say yes and no though, because I mean this Zach Moss didn't get any snaps in the last game. Okay, cool, sweet. What what does James Cook do? Uh, James Cook, let's take a look here. James Cook was in for twenty five percent of the snaps. Okay, so it's possible he's going to chew into that a little bit, but yeah, now that they have Hines, yeah, maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I still take Swift here. Uh, Pierce, you mean? Pierce, yes. I still still take Pierce here. Yep, for sure. So. Next up. Speaking of, he just busted off a big run. Pierce? Yes. Hell yeah, but we're not not factoring that. Like a (laughs) 30-yarder. So. (laughs) It happens. The volume. You get the volume occasionally. Eventually, you'll pop one. Yep. Uh, Next up, wide receiver position. First up, Jackson has Christian Kirk. Brett has Stephon Diggs. Uh, The Jags are taking on the Raiders. The Bills are taking on the Jets. The Jets have very good cornerbacks. Sauce Gardner will be on Stefan Diggs. I am saying this as like, just keep that in mind. Stefan Diggs is the clear pick here. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, there is slight concern, but not enough not to enough. put him below <laughs> Christian Kirk in your weekly rankings. Um, Stefan Diggs is wide receiver one, I yeah. believe. Yeah, um, yes, and that's where he belongs. One in standard, two in PPR. Yeah, uh, because Cooper Cup catches like fifteen passes a game. It's Diggs, right? It's Diggs. It's Diggs. We can move on. Yep. Next up, Devontae Adams uh, going up against DeAndre Hopkins. I like this one. This is good. It's interesting. This is good. Adams is coming off a down week. Very um, down. Like, what, one catch for like four yards? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, and Hopkins came back into this offense and immediately reminded everyone, hi, I'm DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Like, he's played two games uh, and has 40 points. On yeah, just, <laughs> just casually 40 points in two weeks. Yeah. I'm going to go Hopkins here. I think he keeps going. I think he just keeps it going with Kyler. Um which is going to offset. It makes it a little harder to pick who's who here because I think Kyler's going to do well, which means in turn Hopkins will do well. Right, that's fair. Um, I'm going to go with Hopkins as well because I mean we talked the Seattle defense; they've been better. They can't guard DeAndre Hopkins though. No, like no one can. No one can, uh, and especially when they also have Rondell Moore, and Rondell Moore can pop off as well. Yeah. As long as they use him right, right? Right. Two weeks ago, they put him on the outside. He was terrible. Yep. This last week, he was in the slot for 53% of the game. Great. Just freaking went off. Yeah, exactly. Put Rondale in the slot, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Jacksonville's defense can be sneaky. They are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They can yep. be good. They can be good. Uh, talent-wise, not good enough to like totally shut Adams out. I'm scared of Derek Carr. Yeah, me too. I am scared of me him. Me too. And yep. for that reason, I got to go with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Adams has only had two games over 20 points this year. Really? Which is surprising. Where does he sit ranking-wise? He is number nine. He's that good. <laughs> he's that good. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't. He's had two games over 20 points, and he's still number nine. Yep. Like he hasn't had massive weeks besides the, Okay. Correct. Cool. How massive were those weeks? Uh, not like crazy. 26. 26. 26. Yeah. That's not not. Yeah. I mean, that's good. That's very good. Yeah. Adams is good. I think Hopkins is better this week. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Jalen Waddle as the Miami Dolphins take on the Chicago Bears, and we have Darno Mooney as the Chicago Bears take on the <laughs> Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I got to go Waddle. I, I like Mooney for the future. I think he's a good player. I think Claypool around will help. I don't think Claypool will be super involved this week yet. No. Um, so I don't think it helps in that regard. Miami's nope. defense has just gotten a lot better, mm-hmm. including their pass rush, which means passing volume probably down this week. They're going to flush fields as much as they can. Right. Which is scary in and of itself um, if you're Miami, but Jalen Waddle's great. Yeah, Jalen Waddle's great. Uh, Tua is is throwing the ball. He's looking good. Um, they are. This offense runs through airing the ball out. Yeah, totally. Jalen Waddle is wide receiver four in standard, and Tyreek Hill is wide receiver two in standard. The fact that this offense can sustain two top five w- receivers that's insane. Bonkers. Yeah, absolutely insane. And I think it can sustain. I don't think it's fluky. I don't think so either because their running game is not trustworthy enough to eat into it. Uh, so, yeah, totally. I, I easily Waddle. go with Waddle here. Waddle. Yeah. Tight end position. Gerald Everett for Jackson as the Chargers take on the Falcons. Brett with Dawson Knox. Uh, Bills still playing the Jets. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Everett here. Same. Uh, Knox just has not been trustworthy. He's not needed, frankly. No. In this really offense. Not. Yeah. He has good weeks. He has two the past two games. He does have touchdown in, in each, so he has that touchdown potential. But, but targets, targets, not great. Three not there, yeah. Gerald Everett. Everyone in LA is hurt, and Everett has been pretty pretty good from the tight end position so far this year. Totally, yeah. Uh, 
And so Herbert is going to need to go to Everett uh, to be able to do much of anything. Yep. Besides Eckler, Everett, and Palmer. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's I think I think it's a good week for Everett. Yep. Um, he's had nine targets and seven targets in and the last two games played. Falcons defense is bad. Bad. It's bad. It's bad, bad. So, Very yeah, bad. Gerald Everett. Yep. Agreed. Moving on, we have Chris Godwin going against Curtis Samuel. Chris Godwin and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Rams, and Washington is going up against Minnesota. Uh, Godwin. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's a whole lot of discussion here. Godwin no. has been a target animal. He has not gotten the touchdowns. Yep. Um, he is touchdownless so far, but the last three weeks averaging 12 targets. Curtis Samuel's only two great weeks uh, are on the back of touchdowns, and they were weeks one and two. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think Washington's going to... With Heineke in in as well, it's going to Terry. It's not going to Curtis nearly as much, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Heineke and Terry McLaurin have a connection. Oh, a great connection. It, it's, it's very obvious, um, yeah. and I think Curtis takes a bump from that. But I also trust this Vikings defense to put enough pressure on Heineke to make this a problem. Yep. Uh, two weeks with Taylor Heineke. Um, so prior to Taylor Heineke starting, uh, Terry McLaurin's highest scoring week was 14.2 past two weeks, 15.8 and 14.6. Yeah. There's, there's something special between these two. Um, and yeah, I think Curtis Samuel is the one that's going to pay for that. Yes. I, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I, I go with Godwin as well. Um, for a, a lot of the same argument. Yep. Yeah. Kickers, here we have Evan McPherson um, going against Justin Tucker. Two fantastic kickers. Great kickers. Absolutely top-tier kickers. I mean, Evan McPherson, um, ice in his veins during the playoffs, has not totally found that stride as much this season, but also the Bengals' offense hasn't totally found its own stride this season, so there's a bit of ebb and flow there. Yeah, I sure. think the problem here for the Bengals is going to be they're going to score too easy, and he's just going to get extra points versus the Saints' defense can somewhat slow down um, Baltimore, and he might end up with more field goals. I'm going to mm-hmm. go Justin Tucker also because he's the GOAT. Uh, yes, I uh, got to go Justin Tucker here as well. Um, the Saints against the kicker position are the uh, – I guess the second best play against them. Ben not break. You know? Right. They'll, so they'll let you get down there, but they won't let you score. Uh kickers average ten point nine fantasy points against the Saints. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 Tucker, I think. <laughs> yep. And then up here we have Philadelphia and Buffalo, two of the premier defenses yeah. going against each other here. Um Philly the number three defense, Buffalo the number six scoring defense uh in our league for fantasy purposes. Yeah, I am all in on Buffalo. I like New York this year, the Jets. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's playing the Jets. Philadelphia is playing Houston right now. Um, this Buffalo defense is unreal. The it's way that they rotate their defensive line to keep players fresh so that they can continue to have pressure. Yep. You know who doesn't do well under pressure? Zach Wilson. You know who doesn't do well? Zach Wilson. Okay, so <laughs> it's different, though. He's not seeing ghosts. <laughs> That's he true. That's is true. actually seeing pressure. Right. And he's just not mature enough as a quarterback to make the right decisions. True. In yep. those situations. And Buffalo is going to be all over him. Oh, they're going to eat him alive. Yeah. Von so, Miller is going to be back there a lot. There, I don't even know if there's going to be that many sacks. They'll just be I back there. I think there will be at least two picks in this game yep. for Buffalo. That sounds about right. At least two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Buffalo here. Yeah, Buffalo as well. Um, and like I said, I don't know if I said it on air or earlier. Houston is sneaky offensively. You said that just before we started recording. I know they don't have Cooks 
this week, but they are kind of sneaky. Yeah, right. They are. Uh, in terms of in terms of streaming against um, the Texans this season, have been a better matchup against defenses like to play against them. Uh, defenses average seven point six against the Houston Texans, whereas defenses against the Jets average six point eight. Um, so more consistently higher scoring if you're playing the Texans, but yeah. it, this is a Thursday night game. Who knows? It's weird as fuck. Yeah. Thursdays are always weird. There's not enough time to prep. Yep, exactly. But I'm going to go Buffalo here. Uh, I will also be going Buffalo in this position. Um, and so that is what we have for the... Hang on, I want to scroll down. Yeah, that's... New England against Indianapolis might be a decent play. But Philadelphia is already playing, so you can't do Too that. Too late. Yep. Oh, well. Hindsight. Is only it only happens after the <laughs> correct. You can't, you can't hindsight yeah. beforehand. Right, exactly. That sucks. Um, but anyway, that is what we have for the matchup. And so now looking at these teams, it is time for us to pick a side. Uh let's see. You were on the show last week and I was not. So correct. I, I'll go first. Um and I just want to scroll through here and see what I'm looking at before I make a call. Because honestly, these teams are very very evenly stacked. Uh overall, I would say. Um, I think, I think I'm going to go with Jackson's team here this week. And that's on, I know like Joe Burrow, I think is going to have the better week. I don't think Kyler's going to have a bad week is yeah. the thing. I think they'll both have good weeks. Right. Um, and then the, just the ceiling out of the rest of Jackson's positions, I think is just a, a scooch higher overall than Brett's. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on the back of Adams potentially has a good week. Waddle has a great week against the Bears defense, um, which has just been absolutely decimated. Like, There's no one left. No. they The Dolphins should feast. Yeah. And Waddle will see a lot of that. Uh, and then Gerald Everett with a good week against the Falcons. Um, Chris Godwin might be the, the linchpin in a victory here mm-hmm. uh, for this matchup. And I'm, I'm going to go with Jackson here, but I think this final score is very close. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Jackson. I like the running backs more, both running backs more than I like um, Brett's running backs. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Waddle, I think, is really going to be the key here. He's going to blow up. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, so. ju- I just think that's going to be enough um, to outweigh anything that Brett can do. So I'm also going to go with Jackson. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sweet. But Brett, you can definitely prove us wrong if you want. Here's the thing. We've done this matchup multiple times before. We've done Jackson v. Brett multiple times before. Mm-hmm. whatever team i feel like we've landed on the same side whatever team we've landed on the same side always loses always has lost well congratulations brett so, on yeah. your victory this week sorry jackson <laughs> but um no i I'm, I'm gonna go with jackson i i just like the upside like you were saying of yeah those high-end players of waddle of godwin of deandre swift yep. yeah again i think this is gonna be a very close matchup for sure um yep. it's just a little a little bit more on jackson's side and there's I a think. depth thing too, right? There's a depth. There's a little more depth on Jackson's team. So if some of these players can't go, I think that is is where where we land, right? Right. Clyde can sub in and not be great, but be a floor kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Brett with the Niners being on by, not being able to put McCaffrey in there is is brutal. It sucks. Yeah. Um. And so if Damian Harris doesn't go, his best option is Juba Hubbard, right? Who is also hurt, and Deonta Foreman has looked great the past couple weeks in Carolina. Yeah. I think there's a little more depth safety here for yeah. Jackson as well. Yep. So 
Uh, that's what we've got. We're both on Jackson's side. Brett, feel free to prove us wrong. Um, Jackson, please prove us right. Please, please prove us right. <laughs> My record depends on it. Yeah, right. This could be this could be a historic <laughs> moment. It could be. Yeah. Um, but that is what we have for the show. Uh, and Eric, anything else you would like to add? No, I'm good. Perfect. Well, with that, we will end end this episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And with that, have a good night, have a good day, and have a good week. Good luck. Good luck.